Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio. This is up on game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. Then this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington. F Tom Brady. You know what? I take it back. TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round? Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Hey, it's time to go hunt now. All right, here comes our two right now. Guess what you got? We got Sean Alexander for this week's legendary moment. We're bringing on our guy, Rep Butler, from Pretty Left Hook Podcast from Up On Game Presents. Then we're bringing in Up On Game Presents baseball expert, Billy the Bat Boy in Billy the Bat Boy's Corner. Yeah, we're going to talk some stuff on this, this hour, too. Here we go. Buckle up. We're starting right now. Fox Sports Radio. This is Up On Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. This is the show for you. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. With the 
LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. TJ, I love the way you break the game down. L.A., man, you were drafted by my squad, number two overall, 99, and Plax, man, you were a 757 product, and everybody knew who Plax was growing up around here, man. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. That's right, it is up on game. And we're broadcasting live from the TireRap.com studios. Yep, that's uh, it's a great, great thing, all right? They're unmatched in selection. They're fast, free shipping. They're free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRap.com, the way tire buying should be. I can't wait to talk about this. Roy Jones is still fighting, y'all. Like, he's going to fight Pettis. That's uh. I'm curious to hear what y'all think about it. Curious to hear what Rhett has to talk about it. And then the opening day for MLB, of course, uh, we'll have no one better than our bat boy expert come on and, and give us some stuff. Uh, if you're checking us out on Twitter, make sure you go to adhush84, at Plexico Burrs, at Fox Sports Radio. And, yes, wherever it is that you get your podcast or whatever you're checking out, make sure you check out Up On Game and Up On Game Presents Podcast. All right, we got some great talent, great some great content. All right, fellas. Yeah, it's uh, Sean Alexander. Y'all know Sean Alexander. I know we know Sean Alexander. That's he's our age. He's our he was our draft class. Actually, I do believe Sean but, Alexander and his family. Did <laughs> y'all let get me into that? Something. His family. Uh, we didn't. We that isn't on the legendary moment. But if you want to hear about how large Sean Alexander and his <laughs> wife, extra large his his wife. Okay, that had. Every last one of them, them babies. Uh, if you if you want to hear that uh, that accomplishment, you you got to go to Up on Game presents to listen to conversations with a legend. But this one is about the Hall of Fame, fellas. And he, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I believe that he's a Hall of Famer. I believe, and and the conversation this week was just kind of touching on guys like him and Fred Taylor that still aren't in the Hall of Fame. So I'll get y'all's reaction on it on the other side. Here's your legendary moment for the week. Up on game presents conversations with a legend, and now. This is your legendary moment. You have not gotten into the Hall of Fame yet. Can you please explain to me why? There's two guys I'm sitting here thinking about just off the top of my head. Yourself and Fred Taylor. Yeah. Uh, how, how does that work? You know, I don't know how how they how they do it. You know what I mean? But when you have 100 touchdowns, <laughs> you know. You've, and, you've done some scoring. And you were the number one high school player in the country. You've done You break all some, the records at Alabama. Yeah. And then, I, you know, you get to the pros and they say, well, maybe your line was just good. I'm like, my line was good. Yeah, but I, I so was put in the work. You so know? was Sean Alexander. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sean Alexander was good. Yeah, and so you know, so it, it gets weird when you talk about it, right? But, but I, I'm just gonna wait my time and and do what I'm supposed to do. But man, life is good. I put in the work. Yeah, we broke some records. We changed that franchise. Sure. And uh, Seattle, no, like y'all you know, changed and, Alabama too. By the way, yeah, Alabama. Y'all was historically good, but y'all had ventured away from being good. Y'all was okay. Yeah. And then it it came back with y'all. Yeah, yeah. You know? So we 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 changed a lot of. Things. Changed a lot of things, and I, I know when I got to Seattle, they only had three playoff years. That's and right. We went five in a row. That's right. And got them in Super Bowl. So we, we changed the culture of a whole team, and uh, and uh, we're really proud of that. All right. So Plexico had to take a 
a flight out. So he, he won't be in on the, the, the second hour. But, TJ, when you're talking about a guy like Sean Alexander, he's part of the NFL 2000s all-decade team. Um, he's in the ring of honor for Seattle. He was an NFL rushing yards leader in 05. 05 was his, clearly his, his dopest season, but he's a two-time NFL rushing touchdowns leader, three-time pro bowler. Uh, he's been he's been all pro first and second team. He was an NFL offensive player of the year, uh, NFL most valuable player. Uh, I mean, how, 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 how what do you have to do to get in? And, and how long does it take for someone like you got to play with certain organizations? I mean, Sean Alexander was a really good running back, a really good player, but. For some odd reason, there are certain guys that they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Fred Brian Taylor Mitchell. is another guy. Fred we, let's, just stay, let's just stay on the topic of running backs. Yep. Fred Taylor's a guy. I believe yep. Corey Dillon is a guy. When Corey you Dillon is a great one. You 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 look at and shine out. Oh, they said his line was good. Well, everybody said Emmitt Smith's line was good as well. I mean, it was the best. And so when you look at guys that are in the Hall of Fame at the running back position, look at their stats and then look at guys like Fred Taylor, Sean Alexander, and Corey Dillon and look at their stats because this is based off of stats. And their stats are better. The guys, that, the Fred Taylor, the Sean Alexanders, the, the Corey Dillons, their stats are better than guys You don't that have are to in tell the, me. I know this. And, yeah. and so – that's where it becomes, I don't know if you we would say odd, but it's just like. You start to question it a little bit. Yeah, make it make sense. If it's good for you, it's good for me. And, and so it, it just becomes a point where if you're a player and you're in a – like I'll give, you, I'll give you this stat, right? I'm going to just say I'll compare them because they played in the same division. I'll compare these two guys, okay? Just follow me. Corey Dillon. Jerome Bettis, okay, follow me. Mm-hmm. First 10 NFL seasons, just follow me. First 10. Uh, the bus had 2,873 rushing attempts. Corey Dillon had 2,618. That's 265 or 55 difference. 255 carries difference, damn near a full season. Bus had 11,500 yards. Corey Dillon had 11,200 yards. Bus averaged four yards a carry. Corey averaged 4.3. The bus had 62 touchdowns. Corey Dillon had 82 touchdowns. <laughs> Corey Dillon won a Super Bowl with New England, had 1,500 yards with New England. He's not even a finalist. Mm. He's not even a finalist. Make that make sense. When he went to Cincinnati – no passing game. Nothing. I just scored. They're behind. So in the fourth quarter, they're throwing the ball so much because they can't run it. Yeah. Eight in the box every play. Man, to do what Corey Dillon did in the AFC, Fred that Taylor. AFC North. Yeah, the AFC. You look at Fred Taylor's stats. Fred Taylor's stats are ungodly. And so it's like He's, he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, let's, how let's be clear the rhyme that. or reason with the voting and how they do things 
it's wrong. And I don't know who's all who all has a vote. I'll debate with them every day of the week that they're wrong. And they'll believe they're right. But players know who can play and who can't play. Yeah. Like we talked about this earlier. When they put out a tweet of the final or who's first time eligible, and it was like five or six names on that list. I'm I'm thinking, wait, 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 why did they even put this name on the list? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you talked about that, about this one that just went in, I, I, if I do recall correctly. <laughs> it just, it don't makes it makes yeah. no sense, LeVar, when you put out a list of guys that are first-time eligible and nobody, they're not even good enough to get in the Hall of Fame and you put them down as first-time eligible like they special. No, I'll, no, I'll no. I'll say this from a personal perspective on this year's ballot of, of guys – when you look at and and this is no knock on Devin Hester at all because I think Devin Hester is I think he had a Hall of Fame career as a specialist one hundred percent. When you think about the the idea of of the uh, the comparison of of Brian Mitchell as a specialist to any other specialist ever in the history of the game, you got I mean there's really no comparison and yet. A guy like Devin Hester ends up on the ballot as a finalist, and he's not, you know, where? where's Brian Mitchell? There's if no Brian gonna, Mitchell to be seen. To me, especially our time, because specialists mattered then and yeah. before our time. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to do this, have a Hall of Fame for specialists. Devin Hester, Brian Mitchell. Yeah, Josh Cribs, uh, Dante Sebastian Hall, Cats, Adam Vinatieri, those yeah, kickers, right. yeah, and those specialists that really did impact the game in a way that nobody else did. It and, and so because I, I get it, you know they 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 don't play a ton, uh, but they impacted the game. So you can add a specialist segment, but it, it, it's getting to the point where when I think Hall of Fame. This just me. I think Hall of Fame. I think Jerry Rice. I think yep. Deion Sanders. I think yep. the best of the best. Yep. It ain't the best of the best anymore. And they're putting in X amount per year. Maybe it's only one or two guys that are good enough to get in. So be it. Mm-hmm. But to put in a, a certain amount each and every year to me is getting watered down. I'm not a Hall of Famer, but I know those guys that are. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Me and Buddy on a – I used to dust him up. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, to me, it's not right. So I know them Hall of Famers. I've talked to Eric Dickerson about it, and he, he just laughs. I mean, but it is what it is. You you think of Eric Dickerson. You think of yeah, Bruce of Smith. Yeah. Reggie yeah. White. Those are the guys. Lawrence Taylor. Those are the guys you think of. separated I, themselves apart from Playing today. Else. You think of a Aaron Donald, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers type. Yeah. Not certain guys that get in and just not making sense. And so there are the guys that get in that don't deserve there, it. Kudos to you. We not hating. We just uh, giving an opinion of ours. It's not hating. It's just an opinion. Yeah, that's TJ Hushman's out. This is up on game. And, hey, listen, it is what it is. But at some point, guys like Brian Mitchell, Sean Alexander, Fred Taylor, Corey Dillon, I mean – 
Greg Lloyd. Some t- at some point, these guys got to be kind of respected and given their flowers for the things that they've accomplished. Anyways, coming up next, Roy Jones Jr. He's taking on Anthony Pettis. We're going to bring in our guy, our expert, Rhett Butler, from Pretty Left Hook Podcast on Up On Game Presents. He'll be on to talk about that. And there's some UFC conversation going on, too. Big fight was uh, announced, you know, rematch. We'll get into that as well. This is Up On Game. All right, it's TJ Hushman's I LeVar Arrington. Plexico Burris is traveling. Um, this is Up On Game. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in to Up On Game, Fox Sports Radio. 
We're in the TireRack.com studio. It's TJ Hushmanzada. It's LeVar Arrington, Plexico. Well, he's getting back home. Uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. Uh, make sure you check out Up On Game Presents as well. Go wherever it is that you get your podcast. Listen to the rest of the show. We, we got a lot to say. You know, we talked Final Four, a couple different things. So, anyways, you can see all, hear everything in its entirety at Up On Game, wherever it is you get your podcast from. TJ, we got a big fight coming up this weekend. Uh, well, it's not this weekend, but it's been announced so we're we're still trying to get a hold of our our resident expert Rhett Butler of the Pretty Left Hook podcast, but just give me your initial thoughts on the Roy Jones Jr. fight versus Anthony Pettis. Like, what's your what's your no take lie? On? When I saw this, I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Why? Right? Why? Like, Ray Roy Jones? Why? Roy Jones? When he I when he lost Antonio Tarver, oh man, I was sick to my stomach. That was the end. And you know, he had for any for people that don't know, Roy Jones was arguably the best fighter oh, of our generation. He was technically undefeated. He hadn't lost a no no contest. He was disqualified. He had knocked out Montel Griffin. Um, and they said he did it when he was down, so they disqualified him. But technically, he was undefeated. Started at a middleweight, had won a middleweight championship, super middleweight championship, light heavyweight championship, wins a heavyweight championship. Had never been done. A guy started middleweight, win a heavyweight championship. He beat John Ruiz. And then he dropped 30 pounds and went back down to light heavyweight to fight Tarver because Tarver had been antagonizing antagonizing him, saying, oh, you avoid me. And he got knocked out. And I was like, whoa. Hmm. And from that point forward, I believe he fought Glenn Johnson. He got knocked out by Glenn Johnson. And it just was the beginning of the end. Had he stayed at heavyweight because he had a fight with Tyson, Mm -hmm. Roy Jones probably would have gone down in history as a top two or three fighter in the history of boxing. And I think his last – He didn't have the chin for heavyweight, though. He, but, I mean, he was too quick. He punched hard. He was extremely talented. He he just losing that weight. I, I don't know. But I, when I see that there, he's fighting Anthony Pettis, I, I'm saying why? Hmm. Does he need the money? Why? Like, why? There, There's no reason. I mean, obviously his legacy is set, but it would be much better. Um, but, again, we as athletes, man, it, it's that, that push in, in the – the fans, we, you you love that, and you you can get that doing nothing else. You we can got get that doing nothing else. But I will say this: I'm looking forward more to Anthony Joshua, and Jermaine Franklin, and uh, Pettis and Roy Jones. To be honest with you, hmm, that's a big one too. Uh, well, we have Rhett Butler here from Pretty Left Hook. He he's here now. Um, do you agree? Did you did you hear what uh, did you hear what he had to say, Rhett? I absolutely did, and it's interesting. So to that point, because I think it's a great one, you know, at the end of the day, man, Roy Jones Jr. was the Terrell Owens of boxing, man. We know you got to go, but you just want one more. That's what Mm. he is. Mm. He can't let it go, to your point. The feeling of the sand beneath your feet, the thrill of the audience, we know what it is. He's 54 years old, but you know what, Roy Jones, y'all must have forgot. He Mm. still got them paws, baby. And Anthony Pettis, this is his first one. He's currently one and five in his last 
five fights. I mean, one in four, excuse me, in his last five fights as a, as a mixed martial artist. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Roy should do this, but I understand, right? He's looking at it the same way Floyd's looking at it, except Floyd's taking more of the gimmicky route. Let me right. beat up on some YouTube bums. Roy's like, I want to challenge myself and have fun and get a bag, but I want to fight somebody that at least that's going to give me a little bit of a challenge. And that fight is tonight. That fight is tonight. I, I I was getting mixed up on when when it was, but it is tonight. Yeah, that's tonight. That's pay per view. You'll, you'll see fight pass pay per view. Fight serve arena. I mean, they're going big. It's game bread boxing for George Masvidal. You know what I'm saying? He's this is him. And I like. I want to say, man, I like what George Masvidal is doing. You know, outside of his fighting career, putting this fight on. He's the one that started breaking out Frank Gore's boxing career. I mean, I like what he's doing, man. He's going to these underserved markets, putting these fights together. Roy Jones is a big name. And then even on the co-main, he has um, my man Ronaldo Jacare Souza versus Vitor Belfort. Vitor's last fight, he knocked out or, or really was touching up Evander Holyfield. Again, I get it, the age. But still, man, these guys don't want to let the game go. It's hard for boxers to live a normal life. You guys can relate. You guys have heard the roar of the crowd, and then at some point, it's not that anymore, right? That's what yeah. boxers feel, except it's not a team sport. It's you by yourself, and everybody's looking at you. It just feels lonely, I think, after, when we don't have that no more. Is there any other ulterior motive here? Is it is it to generate more money? Is it like is he fighting out of necessity? Like is there is there anything else to this storyline? I don't think so. I think Roy Jones is pretty set in his career. You know, he does have his own um, fight promotions down in. In Florida and Pensacola, and he does stuff around the country. You know, obviously he did his thing as one of the best boxing analysts ever when HBO mm-hmm. was doing it. Mm-hmm. Nah, Roy Jones got the bag, man. He just got his Hall of Fame, you know, saying induction with Bernard Hopkins last year. Roy Jones is a legend. He don't need the money. Roy Jones just loves the gym. Roy Jones loves to challenge himself. Roy Jones thinks he still thinks he got it. Hmm. That seems dangerous, though, doesn't it? If if the, if the, if those all those things are true, and he's literally just fighting because he can't leave the game alone, like what? Like is this a is this a sanction? I, I don't know, man. Is like, this a sanction about promotion? Why would yeah. you fight on your own promotion? Why would you fight on somebody else's promotion if it isn't about the money? You know, it's it's, it's interesting thing, man. When you fight on your own promotion, well, let's be clear. Floyd is not fighting on his own promotions now either, even though those are gimmicky fights. Yeah, those but are Floyd not ain't getting big millions. Fights. Roy Jones ain't getting big millions. He's not, but I think they're two different kinds of people. You know, at the end of the day, some guys do it for the bag only, and some guys do it for the glory. I just think Roy thinks he can actually beat these guys, and he likes to challenge himself. I mean, he fought Mike Tyson. I'm not doing that. Like, at that age, <laughs> I don't care what age you are, leave Mike alone. <laughs> he didn't look that bad, but Mike was definitely looking bad. Mike was, Mike was giving it to him, boy. Hey, Mike yeah. took it easy on Roy, man. Mike was he giving really it to him. Did, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so this is, real, like, this is a real bout, like where he this can get ranked and like, like, like some George Foreman type stuff. Yeah, man, this goes on his record, boy. This is real. So if he were to do continue to do well, is he trying to like get back to challenging for a championship? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, obviously, we know Bernard Hopkins fought until he was, what, 51? Yeah, he did fight a long time. Yeah. I don't think Roy's trying to play them games. Remember, this is Anthony Pettis' first boxing match, so let's not talk like he's talking. He's, he's I mean, Anthony Pettis is a UFC team. fighter. Roy should have every advantage with the exception of age. There we mm. go. 
And Anthony mm. has lost a lot of fights recently, so he's not the same Anthony we're used to. And you can't run up on a cage and kick somebody in the face in this fight either. Hmm. All right. Well, now, you know, TJ mentioned the Joshua fight. What, what's, yes. your, what's your take on that one? You know, Anthony Joshua has said if he loses this fight, that he is going to retire from the sport of boxing. I think Anthony Joshua needs this fight more than anything because right now we don't really believe him. I love Anthony Joshua. I think he came in with a lot of flash and fury. It Andy just Ruiz went downhill quick. It went quick. downhill so quick, man. That's right. That's right. And look and look at what happened. The moment he came to America, he took the first L. Never been back since. Never been back since. So there's a lot going on, Anthony Joshua. He is the golden boy of the U.K. Eddie Hearn lost a lot of money on that bet with Anthony Joshua. So this fight against Jermaine, it, it's the realest fight right now for him because without, if he loses this fight, there's no more interest. There's mm-hmm. no more interest. Mm-hmm. And you still got Deontay Wilder out there in the wings. You have a couple of fights that would do really well. And I would love to see a Deontay-Anthony Joshua fight in the O2 Arena in the U.K. I would love to see Deontay go over there. Hey, Anthony, let me take you back. Let me take you back to when Klitschko, Vladimir, not Vitaly, Vladimir Klitschko lost to Corey Sanders. Yeah, got knocked out. He hires Emmanuel Stewart. Yes, he did. And, and started. He went on cats. a magical run. Mm-hmm. Yes. Could this be very similar? Anthony Joshua, obviously, he loses to Andy Ruiz. Wins it back. Uh, fires Rob McCracken, goes with uh, Robert Garcia, loses to Usek. Now he's hired Derek James. Could we see this type of career resurgence with a new trainer, with a trainer that was a really good – he wasn't a really good boxer, but he has a size that where you can hit mitts with him. It's not like you're punching down at him. It's very comparable to a fight because of Derek Dame, James Stature. Can you see this career resurgence with Joshua like Klitschko had with Stewart? You know, it's very possible. I think that Anthony Joshua has all the mechanics. I think at this point it's more about is he going to be ready for the lights on this level still. I think Anthony Joshua's gotten rattled. Um, and I think that he overthinks now in the fights. Um, he got outclassed by um, Usyk, obviously. I mean, Usyk is just a better boxer. But Derek James, if Anthony Joshua is listening, can give him that slick Detroit style and maybe put him back in a position where he needs to. Does he have the power? Yes. Is he a big, imposing figure? Absolutely. But I have no idea if Anthony Joshua wants to learn how to box. Um, I think Derek James is the guy that can show him. But I think Usyk showed all the flaws. And mm. if you're trying to ever get in front of a Tyson Fury, even if just for the fact that it's a U.K. versus U.K. battle, you want to definitely um, tool up on some skills because Tyson Fury is arguably the best boxer right now in the game. Man, Who is? we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming you on. You said Tyson Brett, Fury? Absolutely. That man, man Tyson six, Fury, seven, man. Six, He's supposed to be fighting you, said, and is he give you a 70-30 split or 65-35? I don't know what's going on with Fury, man. Right. He's feeling know. himself, man. Feeling oh. myself. Because can't nobody beat it? him. Can't nobody whoop him. Uh, and he came back from the brink. Like, literally, he was on the brink. He was on the blink. 
he was so far on the brink and came back and where he is now. But anyway, hey, Rhett, man, we appreciate you coming on. It's Rhett Butler from Pretty Left Hook Podcast on Up On Game Presents. He's the best in the game, best in the business. Go check out his podcast, man. His content is super, super fire. Appreciate you, my guy. Uh, my brother. Yes, sir. We're going to get an update from Ilo. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk well, on the other side of the, the the update is what I'm saying. Uh, we're going, yeah, we're going to talk baseball. You know, opening day with our man, Bat Boy. Let's let's talk. Let's let's talk ILO first, though. What we got? Well, Lavar, we got some breaking news because the NBA has just suspended Milwaukee's Thanasis on Tedekumpo one game for headbutting Boston's Blake Griffin during a game on Thursday. Meanwhile, overnight, the NBA and the Players Association tentatively agreed to a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement that'll go into effect next year and run through the 2029-2030 campaign. Make everybody happy. There you go. For a while, Basketball Hall of Fame Class of 2023 officially announced today. It includes Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Tony Parker, Pau Gasol, Becky Hammond, Jim Valvano, Gene Cady, and Greg Popovich. In fact, here's a preview of what Popovich's Hall of Fame acceptance speech may sound like. Can I finish my statement? Are you going to let me finish my statement or not? (laughs) So you'll be quiet now while I talk. And then I'll listen to you. Yes, it should be loads of fun. Men's Final Four tips off tonight at 6.09 Eastern. Up first, San Diego State against Florida Atlantic. Then at 8.49 Eastern, it's UConn against Miami. Finally, in Major League Baseball, the San Diego Padres signed infielder Jake Cronenworth to a seven-year extension worth a reported $80 million. Fellas, all yours. Eh, Well, we appreciate that, sir. Isaac Lohenkron, you are a fine man, I tell you. Can I finish Uh, my statement oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry yes you are a fine man i say isaac Lohenkron, and another fine man that we're going to talk to right now about opening day and baseball we got the best we got our guy and his name is billy the bat boy this is up on game presents here's billy pinkney from billy the bat boy's corner you're out <laughs> what's up Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, how we doing? How's everything? We're doing well, man. Appreciate having you on. Who better to talk about opening day than yourself? Everybody can check you out at Billy the Bat Boy uh, podcast, Billy the Bat Boy Corner, the podcast. You could catch that on up on Game Presents. What were your biggest takeaways, man? What was, I mean, Judge, knock one out of the park. You know, it looked like some exciting games that took place. What what were the big storylines from, from opening day in MLB? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just seeing Aaron Judge come out of the gate swinging once again, just kind of extending that record, it seems like. But, no, it's really exciting. I mean, New York fans obviously have a lot to look forward to. You see the, the Mets and, and all the money that their owners spent on the team and and then the Yankees obviously being another big market team, and they're expected to do some great things this year. But you have teams like the San Diego Padres, for example. They spent their money as well, and they have a great group of guys there out in the West Coast. And I would honestly take a, definitely take a look at those teams out there, out West. And then, honestly, teams like the Marlins, you never know. You never know. Uh, you have many smaller market teams that are trying to make a push and trying to do something differently considering all the new rule changes. And a lot yeah. of those may come into play to try to help those teams out. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or yeah. what, what do you think of, is it more of the same um, Otani starts opening day for the Angels? 
they're winning the game when he comes out. And yeah. <laughs> he comes out of the game, and as usual, they lose. Is this yeah. wearing it, on them, and will we be seeing Otani and Dodger Blue after this season? You know, it's really interesting because I feel bad for Otani. I mean, him and Trout, they're both two of the game's best players, and their their careers are just ticking away year by year on a team that fails to make the playoffs and really do much in free agency. And you see it year after year, and it's a shame. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we see Otani in a different uniform. The Dodgers, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a push because the Dodgers seem to love all those top guys and the stars and then trying to bring them over there to L.A. And uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Mets also. Otani can come on uh, down the freeway, man. Come on down. We'll (laughs) We'll take you with us. Hey, you know, Billy. It seems like he likes the West Coast, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to ask about, like, okay, so the pitching clock, it, it obviously has been put in place to, like, kind of speed the game up a little bit more. The, I guess the average, the minutes shorter was 26 minutes shorter than last year's games, I think was what was reported. What's your take on the pitching clock? I like it. I think to to keep it keep a pace, create a pace within the game. I mean, because you know times are changed. It's not America's pastime anymore. It's really about the entertainment and the experience of going to a baseball game. So let's get a pace. Let's get through it. Let's 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 keep it moving. What what's your take on what has been the reaction to the pitch clock? Yeah, it's definitely something interesting, and it's something that I think will have a major impact. And I'm, I'm for it as well. I do think that's something that was definitely necessary. You see, back in the day, it was much easier to, you know, you have your game that's maybe three hours, a little bit less, but it seemed like it was getting dragged out over time, and the hitters were stepping out after every single pitch, readjusting their equipment and their batting gloves, and just it got out of hand. And what they're looking for is flow. They, they need to create this flow where the game is at a nice pace. Fans enjoy it, both the casual fan and the diehard fans. And mm-hmm. that's something that they're looking to do is make sure that the casual fans truly enjoy their time at the ballpark. And it's not just a time where they're going to a game once in a while and they, just, they don't have a, maybe not just a great time because of the, because of the pace of play. Yeah. And regardless, regardless of the pace, those diehard fans will always love the game and, and they'll always come out. But I do see them reducing the amount of commercials because of the shorter game. But I guess they're looking to make that up, make that revenue up in the ticket sales for the fans who may now be interested in coming out because of the shorter game. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely a better experience. I mean, they're trimming 20, right. upwards of 20 minutes off every game. And it's not even that. Baseball will be more exciting now because – LeVar just talked about the pitch clock. Now they've eliminated the shift also. So mm-hmm. we should see more hits, more runs. Um, however many times a pitcher can throw to first base with a runner on first, I believe, is two. So if you get those two throws, you're going to see more, more guys stealing, stealing bases because now it's, you throw twice to first base, your first move, I'm gone and I'm stealing. Yeah. And so it just opens yeah. the game up. It makes it more fun. Uh, more action on the base paths. Absolutely. And they're taking advantage of it. These teams are already, they know, they, they, they know the intricacies of the game. These managers who have been around forever, they're trying to figure out ways to create an offensive advantage. And that's the thing. The league, they want to create more offense or production so that the fans truly enjoy and, and see the constant entertainment. That's what the fans want to see. They want to see not just home runs, but also guys stealing bases, guys running around the bases and, and coming home and, 
and scoring runs. And I think they're on a, a nice path to achieve that. And uh, I hope that things will just fall into place nicely where it's kind of a, everyone meets in the middle. You know, you can't win. It seems like the, the pitchers are a little bit more upset with this whole thing because all these rules ultimately impact them, I believe, in the, in the worst way. But uh, it seems like some of the vets have been able to say, hey, this is something that we're going to be able to work with and, and find a way to, to include in our game. That's our guy, Billy Pinkney, super expert on all things MLB, all things baseball from Up On Game presents Billy, the Bat Boys Corner. We appreciate you coming on, my guy. Look forward to having you on all the baseball season. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sounds good. Okay, Bill. All right. It's TJ Hushmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington. We're going to clean and clear it all up at the end of the show. What's clearing and cleaning it all up? I have no idea. But I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap this show up in just a few moments. This is Up On Game, Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in to Up On Game. That's right, we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. It's TJ Hushmanzada, it's LeVar Arrington. Plexico will be back next week. He's traveling right now. Uh, 
Yeah, it's time for our Progressive Player Today, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Uh, get multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. 64-62, Iowa deep three, Caitlin Clark, top of the key. Oh, she hit it again. you got to be kidding me. Clark from way outside with a hand in her face. It doesn't matter. Clark's got 31. All right. That's uh, Westward one uh, on the call. Before we get up out of here, TJ, you got to hear this. Bo, Bo stumbled upon something pretty interesting. I know you were a part of the Players Association when you were playing. Um, Bo, get, get, give me the run on this story right yeah. here. So, uh, as we all know, the uh, NBA and the Players Association agreed to a new CBA uh, overnight. Um, it includes uh, in se- the in-season tournament that everybody wants, a 65-game minimum for postseason awards, and some new limitations on uh, the teams that spend the most money. Uh, also doesn't test players for marijuana anymore, so that's pretty good. But uh, Draymond, <laughs> <laughs> Draymond Green, uh, the Warriors power forward, he took some offense to this. Uh, he tweeted out, never seen someone go to a table with the assets that makes an entire machine go and lose every time. Blasphemous with four laughing emojis after it. He's uh, subtweeting CJ McCollum, who is the Players Association VP or president. Um, he's not really happy with the uh, these these agreements, especially the spending one. Um, there's a new salary cap apron. Basically, uh, if you spend $17.5 million over the tax line, you don't have access to that mid-level uh, taxpayer contract. So, for example, uh, Golden State would not have been able to sign Dante uh, DiVincenzo. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee wouldn't have been able to sign Joe Inglis. Uh, Clippers would not have been able to sign John Wall. John Wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Draymond's not happy about that. He tweeted again, players lose again, shaking my head. Middle and lower spectrum teams don't spend because they don't want to. They want to lose. So increase their spending abilities, spending capabilities just to increase them. They continue to cut out the middle, and this is what we rush into a deal for. Shaking my damn head never fails. So Draymond mm. is not happy with this. Uh, I th- It's kind of funny that he would you know, tweet at the guy that – is a, you know negotiating these deals, but I do kind of agree with him. It, it does seem like the players gave up a lot and didn't get much back outside of the uh, the weed testing. Well, so guess think- what? Guess what, Bo? In seven years, when this deal runs out, Draymond can be the executive That's director. That's exactly, exactly what I was right. thinking. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this is the thing. A negotiation is an exactly what we just said. A negotiation. Both parties should exit the negotiation like, ah, I gave in too much. That's what the negotiation is. Everybody's not going to come away satisfied. And you're going to give a little on both sides. And so Draymond should be unhappy. And I would hope that the NBA owners are unhappy with certain aspects also. And that's how you know it was fair for both sides. Mm. Do you guys uh do you guys like the in season tournament? I'm I'm ambivalent on it. It's I'm apparently not, it's I going don't. to count towards their regular season record as well, which I don't I, 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 I don't, don't like it, that. You you get used to things a certain way. You play the regular season, you had all star break, uh the final push for the playoffs, and then the playoffs start. That's what I'm used to. Um an in season tournament like <laughs> I don't know how serious, especially the vets that are used to it a certain way. Now, the rookies coming in and the younger guys, that's all they'll know. So they'll get used to it. But the older guys, you think they care about a midseason tournament? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to pay you X amount of money. I already got X amount of money. I'm good. <laughs> I, I thought the, the, the one with the amount of games you have to play to be eligible for a reward was pretty interesting. It's very telling of the times. You know, it's like, man, like you guys got to play or you're, you're just not going to qualify for, for an award. And it's kind of like, you know, that, that this is obviously combating the load management. But I mean, is this really like where we're at? You got to hold, you got to make a rule where you got to play X amount of games to qualify for an award. Like that's, that's pretty interesting to me that you had to actually put that into contract form. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting too because it's not really the players that want to sit out. It's the teams and the, the front offices that are kind of pushing that. So it's interesting yeah. to me to put that qualification there for individual awards. you have anything on TJ? No, nah, I mean, it, it's, again, a negotiation. Both people, both parties will be disappointed Final four, wish the men nothing but great uh, health and luck. The yep. women's championship will be tomorrow. Yep. Caitlin Clark is a monster, but I'm going with LSU. Nice. And the Bayou Tigers. Uh, yep. Looking forward to it. All right, sweet. Me too, I am as well. Looking forward to, uh, you know, Jonas Knox coming up next with the Jonas Knox show. It, it's funny, you know, he was off yesterday, but, yeah, well. He's not going to be off today. So you'll get some Jonas Knox for yourself. All right, so make sure you stay tuned with that. For me, TJ, Plex, uh, Sam, Ilo, Bo, this is Up On Game, Fox Sports Radio. We'll talk to you next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.